Hello and welcome to World Music Matters. I'm Alison Hurd. Our guest this week is French Senegalese mezzo-soprano Julia Saar. Julia, welcome to the programme. Thank you for having me. You've released two solo albums and you're preparing a third one with the yeah. French composer, pianist and percussion player Fred Soul. Yeah. The song Prayers from that album is out on the 5th of April, but we're very lucky because you performed it recently yeah. on Music du Monde here at RFI with Fred Soul. It's lovely stuff, so let's listen. You sing in Wolof. What does the song Prayers talk about? Well, it's about being in Europe, for example, or anywhere in the world, far from family and especially far from my mother who was getting old and I couldn't take care really of her. So the song is really a um, social question for every migrant, every people who go abroad. to express would you say through your music because you sing in Wolof very often you're accompanied by piano mm -hmm. which maybe isn't an instrument we associate quite so much with African languages yeah. shall we yeah. say yeah I'm trying just to say that African can be allowed to do another music not especially the folklore or the traditional and that we are we we are moving in the world's music in the world sound I mean it's it's m much larger than what uh, people can imagine 
in Africa, we, we listen to any kind of music. And I really want people to know that African music is not one African music. It's so, so different. You are much larger than what we think. So that's what I try to do, to... Um, in French, they say casser les codes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to break the mold. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it's really important not to, to think that African sh should do this music and not something else. It's not fair. <laughs> Julia, you were born into the Tukolor ethnic group. Yeah. Was music very important for you growing up in Senegal? Yeah, it's always been because uh, in Senegal we, we have the popular music and radio everywhere in the daytime. So uh, music is uh, it's more than music. It's just like a lifestyle. Going to the market, for example, you have music everywhere. You're going to the family, they always made music. So it's just like a natural. So your mother was Christian, your father Muslim. Yeah. Were you encouraged to sing? Uh, not specially. Not I used to sing at a church when I went to Gambia. When at home. Because your mother was from Gambia. Yeah, she was from Gambia. And holiday, we used to go for holidays. So we sing at church. But when I was uh, young, uh, music was not such a, a value, you know. It wasn't valued? No, no, not like today, you know. It was just like uh, marginal people who used to be... In the involved in the music. So mm. when did you discover that you had an extraordinary voice? Extraordinary, I don't know, <laughs> but I, I discovered very early that I just love singing all the songs in the radio when I came in, in Paris at the age of 13. It could be Barbara Streisand or Yusundur or any music. It was just like being alive singing, yeah, mm. and very uh, early age, at, yeah, teenage. Senegal mangan Senegal sunu gal nañu mangko ko fi ñew mënu joy xare ummi ay wogor jappugul nañu mëna té gorong mbokki maram sal dañ don kilifa julin jaay sal bi jup melen ami Bye. 
So you've been living in Paris for what, close to 30 years now. Yeah. You, mm. you began singing professionally in the early 1990s and you yeah. quite quickly became one of the most prized backing vocalists around. You've worked with some huge African artists, including Femi Kuti, yeah. uh, MC Solar, Yusundo, Umu Sangare, Salif Keita, Alpha Blondi, Maria Makeba, Loko Akanza, and also some big French names like Jean-Jacques Goldman, uh, Francis Cabrel. Yeah. Um, so you have a great voice. You also have a lot of stage presence. So wasn't it sometimes a bit frustrating being a backing singer? No, to me, it's just uh, backing or being a solo is just the same. Honestly, really, uh, yeah, I feel it like that because I really give all I have. I mean, emotion. Uh, it can be uh, experience. Uh, to me, it's the same. Of course, it's not absolutely the same because people, uh, uh, when you are solo, you are exposed, and I think I do the same job. I give the same. Uh, You've got the same commitment. Yeah, the you same must commitment. Do your best. Absolutely. So for the launch of your first album, it's called Set Luna, with the French flamenco-inspired guitarist Patrice Larose, you uh, performed at the Carnegie Hall yeah, uh, in 2005, yeah. and uh, you got a very good reception. But that was like just after beginning to play with him. So in a way, you were launched in the States. To me, it was a blessing. We had a, a good um, friend and manager named uh, Thomas Rom, who had the idea and asked Yusundu to take us as a, a guest at the, for five nights. It was five nights for Carte Blanche for yeah. Yusundu. And he, he decided to, to take us, and it was such a fresh project. Such a blessing because Carnegie Hall is usually people end their career there and we started something there. Like all the blessings, you just welcome them and say, okay, let's go for it. Some of the critics at the time, they compared you to Mariam Makiba. Her career took off internationally, mm -hmm. uh, thanks to Harry Belafonte. And also, I know that you wrote a song for her, Lindalani. Lindalani. Uh, Lindalani, published on her album Homeland. Yeah. Has Makiba been a big influence on you? She was just a, an icon, of course. But when I met her, she was just like a mother. <laughs> we used to call her Mazi. And uh, when where, I, where did you meet her then? In Johannesburg, in studio. Lokwa Kanza was writing an album album for her, and uh, I did all the the voices just to to show her the melodies. And uh, he he proposed me to come and just to guide her and explain her the parts, different parts. And so I met her there, and uh, she used to bring. Uh, <laughs> lots of food at the studio and to cook by herself and she was 
just a, a such a heart, a beautiful heart, an icon, of course, for everyone. And um, then after she used to come to Paris and to call me, hey, je suis à Paris, I'm in Paris, come and see me. So I used to go and chat and stay with her in her hotel. So yeah, uh, more than influence, an example of humility and uh, yeah. Uh, and a great voice too. Yeah. And just maybe a word about the upcoming album. What can you tell us about it? <laughs> Yeah, we are nearly finished uh, the music, but as we know, uh, when you are self-producing, uh, it can be more long, takes more time. So when you say we? With Fred Soul, I'm working on this album, especially with him. Uh, we have also other musicians, of course. So I think it will be released in 2019, hope so. Well, we really look forward to that. So it's basically uh, vocals and piano. Yeah, piano, road, percussion, Senegalese, uh, um, Balakh, uh, but uh, a kind of sophisticated Balakh. On the 7th of April, it's the anniversary of the start of the 1994 Rwanda genocide. You sang a song called Naona. Naona. It's from your second album, mm -hmm. Daraladula Yao, and mm -hmm. it was composed for you by Lokua Kansa, yeah. a, a mm -hmm. wonderful Congolese uh, musician and singer. So yeah. I'd like us to play out with that song because I understand it's about the genocide. Yeah, it's about actually the idea we people, most people have of Africa. Africa is not only genocide. Africa is not only miserable. We have a new Africa and we have hope. We have uh, a very intelligent people, uh, creative. And uh, I think the song is about not only uh, remembering the genocide, but having the idea that Africa can be different. And Africa is different. You must know Africa, that's all. Julia Sarr ending this week's edition of World Music Matters from Radio France International. If you like the programme, why not subscribe to the podcast? From me, Alison Hurd, bye for now. <laughs>
Welcome.